Tonight on the Fanatic Forum, we're going to do a deep dive into Black Adam. Is it worth checking out? Should you skip it? We'll cover all that. Plus, we've got some fun weekend events and a whole lot more. We'll get to that right after this. Happy Friday and welcome to the Fanatic Forum. I'm your Fanatic and host, George Bueller. Uh, we got all kinds of good stuff to talk about today. Uh, lots of fun weekend events uh, here in the uh, E-Town, uh, Kentucky area. Uh, and then, of course, we're going to be doing a deep dive into Black Adam. Uh, is it worth checking out? Should you skip it? Whatever else. Uh, and uh, warning, folks, it is going to be a spoiler uh, heavy. Uh, we're we're going to talk all about it because it's been out for a week, so... Really, if you, you want to see it, it's <laughs> you've seen it. So anyway, uh, but yes, we're going to deep dive into all that. Plus, got some new comics to talk about. But yeah, so all kinds of good stuff. And if you guys have never watched the Fanatic Forum before, my name's George Bueller. I'm the host in the era of Fanatic Prime, uh, as it's been dubbed. Uh, I basically am a 43-year comic book reader. Uh, I'm a super geek when it comes to things like movies, music, uh, pro wrestling, you know, anything in pop culture, you name it. So, yeah, I'm just, you know, super fan about all this stuff here. So I love talking about my passions each week. I share new comic books with you guys. And so, yeah, that's what the show is all about. And I love to hear your comments, uh, questions, suggestions, anything at all. Because, you know, I, I love, you know, people coming to the table here and talking about geek stuff here. So, yeah, love it all. So hope you guys are having it yourselves a good week. We've got some fun things to talk about. Of course, uh, this weekend, like I said, we do have some fun weekend events here. Uh, if you're in the Elizabethtown area or if you're visiting here tonight, uh, the Three Decade Arcade, they've actually got a fun weekend uh, all, you know, for a few things here. Uh, they are celebrating their one-year anniversary tonight, so congratulations to them. Uh, of course, they're going to be open late tonight, I think till midnight, I believe. Uh, food truck's going to be there from 5 till 8, and they're going to have an Drink specials there, movies playing, and of course, all the uh, old school video games you uh, and can uh, get into there, all kinds of pinball and other things like that. So, uh, awesome place there. And then uh, uh, tomorrow, uh, they've also got their Halloween party, and that's going to be uh, starting at eight o'clock. Uh, they've got, you know, like, you know, you know, dress up as costumes. Uh, they've got giveaways for stuff. Uh, they're going to do a uh, high score tournament for Splatterhouse, one of my favorites. And if you actually come, I'll be there because I'm going to be emceeing the tournament. So I'm going to put my uh, Michael Buffer voice on here for that one. So, yeah, should be a good time there. But uh, uh, they're going to have uh, you know horror movies playing as well or uh, probably like PG-13 stuff. Maybe not necessarily horror. But, yeah. So anyway, so uh, that's going to be a good time there. So that's tomorrow night at the Three Decade Arcade in E-Town. Uh, so look them up on Facebook. But that's going to be a good time there. Of course, that's where I'll be hanging. Uh, and then uh, let's see. We've got two cons happening 
this in this area this weekend, and that's pretty cool. Uh, the very first ever E-Town Con is happening tomorrow at the uh, uh, Pritchard uh, Community Center. Uh, this is put on by the same people who've been doing uh, the Louisville Con. Uh, I think they've got one in Frankfurt, maybe in Bowling Green. So it's an established franchise uh, that's still a homegrown franchise nonetheless. Uh, but yeah, so this is their first uh, convention in E-Town. So they picked a good spot with the uh, Pritchard. It's got a lot of you know rooms, a lot of space in there. Uh, big guest of honor is uh, Sam De La Rosa. You may remember him from uh, his run on uh, Artists for Venom. Uh, Lethal Protector in the 90s. Uh, he's done lots of other stuff over the years. Uh, but we've also got some other local artists that's going to be there. Uh, I think my buddy William Hood's going to be there. So come check him out and get some art from him. Uh, there'll be cosplayers. Uh, I think the 501 might be there. Or So anyway, so anyway. Lots of local vendors, so should be good stuff there. So that's a one-day con only. I think it's 20 bucks to get in the door. Uh, so yeah, check that out if you're in E-Town. And if you're also in the mood for another con there, returning to the Paraquette Springs Center in Shepherdsville is the Creature Feature, formerly known as the Halloween Fest. Uh, this convention's been around for quite some time. It's been around for almost a decade. Yeah, it's getting close. Uh, maybe more. I'm not sure. But anyway, they've been <clears throat> doing it for a long time. Steve's a good dude, runs the thing. Uh, that is actually Saturday and Sunday. So it's uh, Saturday 10 to 5, Sunday 10 to 3. Uh, admission's only 15 bucks, or you pay uh, 20 bucks for a weekend pass, and you get it for both days. So it's a good deal there. Uh, they've also got uh, giveaways they do uh, at the door, uh, but that's basically uh, lots of local vendors. Uh, there's people who do uh, like uh, model contests um, where, you know, it's like, you know, you're building model kits of your own for horror, sci-fi, other kind of movie stuff like that. But yeah, lots of local vendors there as well. Uh, usually some great comic book deals there. So that's kind of what I usually go for myself. Uh, but yeah, so all kinds of good stuff there to check out. Uh, and then, of course, this weekend is a the Halloween Fest free comic book day. So go to your local comic book shop. Uh, if you're in the E-Town area, go to Clobbered Comics. <laughs> I'm not working tomorrow, but you know, I've got, I got other things to do. So <laughs> I got emceeing and constant attend. So <laughs> uh, anyway, but yeah, go to your local comic book shop uh, and uh, get yourself some free comics. Uh, so some are, uh, you know, horror themed and some are, you know, more just, you know, superhero stuff, but yeah, lots of fun stuff there. There'll be stuff for the kids as well. So yeah, every local shop is kind of doing their own thing. So check with them. Uh, and if you don't know where your local comic shop is, you can literally Google, comic book shops near me and they will show you a very large list depending on where you are um so if you're in the louisville area you've got quite a blessing with having many shops there uh here in e-town we've got well there's three four uh if you count four knocks as well so we've got four in this area so yeah you know we're, we're blessed with many comic book shops there so always support your local comic book store and uh yeah maybe uh, tomorrow get yourself some free comics so yeah, but uh, well, before we get into new comics and uh, Black Adam talk, uh, there is some fun news I want to go over. Uh, of course, if you've been paying attention to any of the celebrity gossip, any movie gossip or anything else, uh, the worst kept secret right now is that Henry Cavill has returned to the role of Superman. And if you go out in theaters right now to watch Black Adam, you'll see it. You just have to sit through the whole movie to wait for that one scene. But there you go. Uh, but yes, the man has returned to the Man of Steel. Uh, so there's a lot more to come from that. But uh, that was almost pretty much kind of uh, seems to be what I've heard finagled by The Rock himself. Like he got Henry into the role 
and didn't necessarily kind of locate with Warner Brothers before they had kind of committed to that sort of thing. It was kind of like, we're just going to make this happen. Um, but yeah, so that's good stuff there. Uh, of course, the uh, other big news of uh, coming out of Warner Brothers as well is that we finally have a leader for their DC Universe film, you know, franchise. Uh, and that leader is James Gunn. So that's wonderful news. The fans have been wanting that. Uh, just, you know, we needed somebody to kind of, you know, they're, they're like their own Kevin Feige or Dave Filoni. You know, if somebody was manning, you know, the helm when it came to the entire franchise and, you know, had the plots and, you know, the plans for everything, you know. And so, yeah, it's very exciting to know that James Gunn's doing that because, frankly, uh, his offerings of the Suicide Squad movie and Peacemaker were fantastic. Uh, they totally, you know, incorporated, you know, so many elements of the DC universe without necessarily everything being shown. Uh, so yeah, absolutely love that. It's great news. Uh, I think also the rock seven bucks production uh, company is also going to be involved in a lot of stuff as well. So uh, yeah, so we, I, I'm, I'm looking very forward to that. Uh, but yeah, we'll talk a little bit more of that when we get into Black Adam. So uh, we're going to see uh, Dave Mattingly is on here. Hey, good to see you, Dave. Howdy, howdy to you, sir. Uh, yeah, James Gunn will do a great job. His exact job. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, James does a really good job of blending, you know, your serious stuff with some humor and some life and everything. Uh, but I mean, this, you know, respect to what Snyder laid down, though. I think he's got a plan, and I don't know. I mean, it's you, you can you never can tell what the future is going to hold for all this stuff. And uh, I I almost kind of see kind of you know a new wave of things kind of coming and you know kind of a new level of acceptance because you know for what the fans are really wanting and maybe seeing kind of that's what's best for business you know fans wanted henry back as superman they got it fans wanted james gunn running the dcu there you go so maybe snyder may come back to do you know one more justice league to kind of get our you know what basically the snyder cut of justice league you know set up the jail you know the you know the just league versus uh dark side so maybe we'll finally get that in like his sequel and then he'll just come back for that one so i don't know so that could we'll, we'll see anything is possible uh and dave's saying the guardians of the galaxy one still his favorite mcu so yeah and of course a good uh segue thank you dave uh other big news is we finally got our first trailer for the guardians of the galaxy holiday special coming november 25th to disney plus uh so this looks like a lot of fun um and if you haven't seen the trailer i highly recommend checking it out but yeah, uh, apparently uh, Drax and Mantis are heading down to Earth to get the best Christmas present they can uh, for uh, Star-Lord, who's still very depressed about Gamora being gone. Uh, she's We know she's not dead, but she's not with the team uh, because, of course, we know from Endgame it's not the same Gamora. Uh, so, yeah, they decide to get the best Christmas present they can find, which is Kevin Bacon. So, yeah, we'll see how that works out. Uh, but yeah, the, uh, we did see that, uh, Cosmo is going to be featured in the, in the, uh, yeah, the special as well. So uh, we finally get to hear Cosmo speak. I'm very pleased about this. He's one of my favorite guardians characters, but I think, uh, a female may be doing his voice, but I'm not sure if they're still going to Cosmo stole a boy or not. Well, well, whatever. It doesn't really matter. You know, Cosmo is basically a cosmonaut dog who, you know, early stages of, uh, Russia's, you know, space exploration stuff. You know, they lose contact with the probe that he's in. 
he goes through some cosmic stuff and basically comes out the other end telepathic. So, you know, dog can talk to you in your head and read minds, lots sort of thing. And he's normally in the comics, the security chief uh, on nowhere. So not sure if the other, you know, we've seen him on nowhere. Uh, we've seen him get kind of the background, a couple of movies or being locked up uh, by the collector. But uh, yeah, so I'm very happy. We'll finally get to see Cosmo in his uh, glory. Uh, looks like Groot's grown up as well. So yeah, looking forward to seeing that. And early on, I remember James Gunn saying something that a beloved character was going to be introduced in this movie. So maybe, I mean, there's still a lot of question who Bill Murray's playing because we saw that little flash of him in there. So, you know, he could be playing another one of the, you know, kind of more of the, uh, you know, cosmic aspects, uh, maybe the games master, because uh, we've already got, uh, you know, the grandmaster, we've got the collector. So I don't know. So it, the possibilities are endless. There, there's a lot of characters he could possibly be playing. So we'll see. Uh, but yeah, so I'm very excited about that. Uh, of course, we got double trailers this week because we got the trailer for Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania. Uh, we got our first look at uh, Jonathan Majors as Kang. Uh, and that's a very cool look. I mean, they're still doing like the blue sort of thing like that. But he's, you know, the scars are not part of the mask now. The scars are on his face. So that is really cool. I love the look at that. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm just... I'm very happy with the, uh, the trailer from what we've seen a little bit. It's curious that they recast Cassie. We already had an older Cassie in Endgame, why they recast her, but whatever. I don't know, maybe the other actress wasn't available. I, I don't know. I can't imagine her not wanting to reprise the role as this being a much larger thing. Or, I don't know. So uh, either way, so we can't, you know, Cassie has been recast. Uh, but yeah, she's going to play a big part in the movie. Uh, I love the fact that... Uh, 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 Janet uh, is very hesitant to kind of reveal, you know, why they didn't, she didn't want to, you know, contact the quantum realm, what she's afraid of, or maybe who she's afraid of in there. Uh, so, yeah, some cool stuff there. Uh, and me and my buddy Tommy were talking about this trailer today, too, and, you know, saying that there's, you know, lots of little snippets of things in there to kind of look for. Like, we're convinced the Micronauts are going to be introduced in this movie. There's even a scene where, uh, you know, Scott and all them are kind of like approaching uh, like a cliffside. There's all these people coming over the hillside and they all kind of look like warriors. Like that. That's got to be the Micronauts or at least some form of them. Uh, so that's, that's going to be very exciting to see there. Um, and also just kind of curious if this is going to be like the Conqueror King or this is going to be like another version of him. Maybe this one's hiding from, you know, somebody else. Cause I mean, of course the quantum realm deals heavily in time as we know from the infinity war and Endgame movies. So, you know, you know, he's a time traveler, manipulator, whatever else, you know, so there's maybe a good reason why he's hanging out in the quantum realm or I don't know. So there's lots of questions. Uh, we got to wait till February 17th for that one there. So, yeah, but uh, I'm, I'm very excited to see what comes next uh, for that one. That looks like a lot of fun. Uh, it looks like it'll be a lot bigger movie uh, than what we initially anticipated. So, yeah, that's, I'm excited to see that. <laughs> Dave's saying that Bill Murray is the Beyonder. That could be cool. Uh, if you don't know who the Beyonder is, he was initially introduced in the uh, original Secret Wars miniseries uh, in the 1980s and then kind of fleshed out a bit more in its sequel. Uh, he is essentially an all-powerful 
omniscient being uh, that when he finally visits Earth, he's kind of just like exploring and experiencing everything. But yeah, he can basically completely do anything he wants and has the power to do it. He's a complete godlike being, even though he's not technically gods, more kind of a, a cosmic sort of thing, you know, an alien. But to us, his power is so great that it's, he basically seems like a god. He can control reality in any way, shape, and form. You know, he basically like I've seen him in the Secret Wars 2 where he's experiencing you know, food, and he just keeps gorging and gorging and gorging himself, and then he realizes, somebody points out, oh, hey, you're looking a little bit overweight there. It's like, oh, hang on. Boom. Weight's gone. I'm like, oh, <laughs> Richard Simmons is jealous. <laughs> so, but yeah, so it's just kind of stuff like that there. So, uh, oh, Cass is going to play a big part of the movie. Hi, okay, fine. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I didn't mean to make a pun, but I guess I did. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so lots of MCU goodness uh, for this week coming out. So, uh, and then, of course, just great news coming out of the DC universe, uh, as it's uh, officially being called now. So, yeah, uh, I, I, I think the healing is finally beginning. And I honestly think it's starting with Black Adam. But we'll get into some new comics here, and then we're going to talk about Black Adam. So, you know, we'll give you guys a chance to enjoy a little bit of this stuff here before we spoil everything for you or you know, give you a chance to escape before I do that. So. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so a couple of things from Marvel that were cool this week here. Uh, I've been loving this series from the beginning, uh, but the next issue of Strange, and this is just Strange, not Doctor Strange here, uh, came out this week from Jed McKay. Uh, and yeah, just loving Clea as the Sorcerer Supreme of Earth. Um, and there's a little bit of a mystery going on here because we finally, a couple issues, found out who this mysterious harvestman character was like he seems to be kind of like the grim reaper for sorcerer supremes or for magic people or whatever else uh and so he's been heavily involved with clea here and so the readers found out a couple issues you know, issues ago who this person is well clea finds out in this issue and while she's happy not happy uh the way she sort of kind of deals with things and Pretty much says, like, you know, I'm not satisfied with this outcome, so we're going to go and change this thing. Come on. You know, sort of attitude like that is, like, it just makes me love her so much more. And I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, Charlize Theron playing her in the future because, yeah, Clea's a boss lady. Uh, so, you know, she's got her act together way more than Steven ever does. I mean, she's Sorceress Supreme of the Dark Dimension, and that place I mean, has, has a rough joint, so... Uh, the final issue of Judgment Day, AXE, uh, came out this week. And while I have been critical of the miniseries because it was rather boring, finally I can safely say this was the first really solid good issue all the way through. And hey, it's the finale. So there you go. Uh, so the most stuff happens, a lot of action. Uh, and it actually wraps up fairly well with how the whole conflict of the Eternals uh, saw the mutants as deviants and decided we want to wipe out all the mutants. And so a uh, offset group of the Eternals uh, joined with the X-Men and Avengers all get together and decide we're going to raise the celestial uh, that has been dormant that the Avengers have been using as a you know uh, secret headquarters uh, for quite some time now. They decide they're going to raise this thing from the dead and make a whole new celestial out of it. And then that Celestial, when it does get raised, decides I'm going to judge humanity and everybody here on the planet because I don't think anybody's, you know, this conflict is stupid and, you know, I'm just going to, you know, 
decide whether or not this place needs to be raised or not. So it, everything kind of backfired on him. And so now it's been more, more of, you know, trying to essentially convince the celestial to not kill everything or just destroy it entirely. So again, wraps up pretty well. There is no mega issue coming uh, next month. They'll kind of completely wrap everything up. But uh, while that was the finale was good, I'm, I'm really glad it's over with. <laughs> uh, you know, over, you know D, is the, the two, you know, summer going into the fall events, uh, DC won that with Dark Crisis because it's, you know, while it's not over yet, it's still got a couple more issues. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Um, I've really enjoyed it. So, yeah, there you go. So, but yeah, uh, but there's a lot more coming uh, for Marvel. For their, you know, we've got some minor events, some big events coming here. So they kind of laid that out on social media. So, yeah, there's, there's lots of big stuff coming. Uh, this week, the annual for Moon Knight came out. And yeah, I got, you all got to pick this one up. This is a lot of fun. I don't really need to say too much, too much about it. This cover kind of says it all. Uh, and the great thing about it is that Jed McKay does write the annual. Sometimes the uh, lead writer on a series does it. It kind of gives them a break uh, or it's an additional story they want to tell. But this is tying into things that are going on in the main Moon Knight series, if you've been reading it. Uh, but, yeah, just a great guest star, old Jack Russell, well-timed with the, series, uh, the, the show being out. So, uh, yeah. And also had to share the one variant uh, for the annual. Uh, it's just beautiful. Beautiful stuff there. So I had to pick that one up. I don't normally pick up variants, but that was an exception. So, all right. Uh, one offering here from DC Comics. Uh, I, this has been a lot of fun, too. Of course. There's a big theme with us being close to Halloween here because there's a lot of spooky comics here. But this is a lot of fun here. Sergeant Rock versus the Army of the Dead. Written by Bruce Campbell. Art by Edward Risso. Uh, this is just you know, too, too much fun. Good old World War II action with Sergeant Rock and Easy Company versus a Nazi army of the undead. Uh, they are you know, trying to basically experiment with basically raising soldiers from the dead and making them unstoppable zombies. And now within the second issue here, uh, Rock and his boys are kind of figuring things out a bit. And yeah, it's starting to get a little worse here, but yeah. We got on. We got flaming zombies coming out of there. So yeah, but it's a six issue miniseries here. Uh, lots of fun, especially if you love the old World War II comics. Makes a little bit of horror there. Uh, Bruce does a good job of writing it, kind of getting the feel uh, for the characters, uh, but kind of you know balancing out the comedy as well uh, and getting a little bit of the spooky stuff in there. So yeah, just an, an enjoyable read. Lots of fun. Uh, lots of good indie stuff here. Uh, the big one this week, of course, coming. Boom has been killing it lately, folks. I mean, they've got big hits with Berserker, uh, with Something is Killing the Children, House of Slaughter. Of course, they've got some big events coming up, uh, big books coming up uh, pretty soon for those series. Uh, of course, the Power Rangers stuff, if you're into them, they've been doing some really good stuff for those books. Uh, but the new one this week here is Damn Them All. Uh, big uh, uh, scuttlebutt on this one is this is Charlie Adler's uh, The Artist. This is his first book since The Walking Dead has ended. Uh, he hasn't done anything really since uh, for a major release, so uh, that's a big deal here. Uh, Simon Spurrier is the artist, or the uh, writer on this. Sorry, <laughs> uh, Sophie Dodgson helps out uh, with the uh, the inking and the coloring on here. But yeah, so but yeah, Charlie's return uh, to art on a regular book uh, is very exciting. And this is a spooky book, but it's uh, dealing with magic users. 
uh, and uh, has very much kind of a Constantine uh, sort of feel to it when uh, like Garth Ennis and Warren Ellis would write the book uh, because it's got uh, it, takes, it definitely takes place in London, so it has a lot of that feel to it. Uh, but it, of course, helps too that Simon and Charlie are both British themselves. So there you go. Uh, but yes, it has very much a sort of a you know, you know, a few you know, magic users, you know, a little bit of demonology stuff going on as well. Uh, but yeah, really, really cool stuff here. So uh, very, you know, a, a nice first issue gives you just enough kind of taste what's going on, but kind of you know, you know, get get you ready for the second issue. There, you want to you want a little bit more. So. Uh, and of course, uh, you, you can't release the first issue without releasing about 100 variant covers, and there are a lot. Uh, let's see, this is the cover B uh, for it. I thought this was a really good one, too, here. So, uh, And there is a foil version of this one. I did not pick that one up, but I did pick up the foil version of the cover A, though. So, because I've never picked up a foil book before, but hey, you know, the, these are apparently popular and whatnot. So, yeah. I'm learning as I'm working in a comic book store that maybe I can invest a little bit more in my collection as opposed to just getting exactly what I want. So <laughs> uh, let's see here. Dave saying uh, boom comics are always worth checking. Yes. I mean, that's the, you, you really can't go wrong with you know, anything that's coming out of boom. Uh, they've just been really, really killing it with a lot of their titles. Uh, so yeah, highly recommend. And, I mean, you know, there, there's been, you know, lots of other good books. I, I think, uh, Basilisk, uh, that's also coming out of Boom. That's a good book as well. Uh, Once in Future. So, yeah, all kinds of good stuff coming out of that. Uh, let's see here. Uh, well, here you go. Another one coming out of Boom is the second issue of Stuff of Nightmares. Uh, this is a going to be kind of a, considered an anthology series, uh, but R.L. Stein is uh, leading here in uh, A.L. Kaplan doing the art, which is very kind of old-school retro horror kind of stuff, very reminiscent of a bit Bernie and Wrightson. Uh, but this is a retelling of the reanimator story. So there's a lot of changes uh, they've made because kind of they're doing their own thing with it. But, yeah, if you're, you know, familiar with the, uh, the you know, of course, the, I think it was the, uh, the initial H.P. Lovecraft story, it was, it was, uh, based on, but yeah, the old Jeffrey Combs movies, the reanimator movies, uh, this is what this is based on, kind of doing a remake of it, uh, but yeah, good old school horror, kind of fun, uh, definitely worth looking up, you know, checking out, uh, and also speaking of old school horror fun, you can't get any more old school than Creepshow, uh, and of course this sets the uh, popularity of the uh, series that AMC and Shudder did, uh, with uh, Greg Nicotero being behind it, uh, this is a spinoff comic, and it very much is you know, reminiscent of the old, you know, Creepshow comic. Well, the Creepshow actually never really had an old comic, but um, the, you know, Tales from the Crypt, Vault of Horror kind of stuff. So it's anthology. It's more than one short story in here. There's uh, three in here, as a matter of fact. And this is a second printing of the first issue that was released this week because uh, the first issue sold out like hotcakes. So second issue, second printing of that. And then also this week is... Issue two that just came out here. Another great cover on that one as well. Uh, but yeah, so it's just, you know, each story has a different creative team on it. Uh, but, you know, you, you know, usually like one story is longer than the other. But yeah, if you love those old school horror anthology comics where they're very much you learn a lesson, you know, sort of thing like that. But maybe it's a, a costly, you know, uh, maybe fatal lesson, so to speak here. Uh, but yeah, so it's just. Old, you know, great old school horror fun. Uh, they can be a little bit gory if you're, you know, sensitive to that. So there you go. But uh, but nonetheless, uh, it's again just good 
good stuff here. And since, you know, we are literally, you know, Halloween is next week, uh, or it's Monday. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, just all this, you know, good, really, you know, good uh, time uh, release here for, uh, you know, for all of the, the books of the season there. So, yeah, just good spooky fun there. So, of course, you know, going into the, the, uh, the, the next holiday season, we'll probably get back to all our regular superhero stuff there. But, yeah, so just, you know, enjoying the, the, the Halloween season, lots of good releases coming out. So, a lot of good things worth checking out. So uh, we're going to take a break for just a bit here to uh, acknowledge our sponsor. And then we'll give you back talking about Black Adam. So spoiler alert, we're going to talk Black Adam. We'll spoil the heck out of it when we come back here. So back in a bit, folks. Comic Books for Kids provides comic books to kids in hospitals and cancer centers across the U.S. It's a place where we can all work together to make sure every child has a comic book. 100% of all proceeds go towards the kids. It's about making a difference, and while they're in the hospital, allowing them to fly like a superhero, battle dragons, or rescue teddy bears. We are in every state in the country and now support over 160 hospitals. Every month, we add more. Visit cb4k.org. All right, folks. So here we are. Here's your warning once more. Spoiler alert. We're talking Black Adam, which is in theaters right now. Uh, it's top of the box office. You know, making all the money. Uh, and uh, the audiences are loving it. The critics have been a little bit skeptical on this one. You know, be a little bit more you know, bashing, trashing, yada, yada, yada. Uh, but the fans have spoken and the audience has really enjoyed this. Um, and I did too. I, I just, I was going into it with low expectations. Uh, I was very skeptical about it from the beginning, still unsure because I didn't like the Shazam film, uh, though I think the character has a cool design. The whole, basically, that he's kind of a little kid just plays a little too goofy for me sometimes. Um, and I'm not a big fan, fan of Zachary Levi as an actor. There's Nothing he's really done that's really like, oh, I love him in this or whatever else. So, um, so, yeah, so for the most part, I really just haven't had much to do with him. So, you know, I know from the comics, Black Adam is essentially his, you know, that, that's, you know, Shazam's chief adversary. So is there any kind of relation there whatsoever else? Um, while you do get to see uh, Jamon Hansu come back as the wizard Shazam uh, and the other wizards uh, as well, we're kind of getting into Black Adam's origin. Uh, you don't necessarily see any other link to Billy Batson or anything else. So maybe they're saving that stuff for later. Uh, but that's but so. But he is still connected to the mythology of Shazam and whatever else, and that he is kind of the fallen champion. You know, he basically went a little too far on things, and there you go. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's you know, while this isn't a overtly violent film this is definitely not your average superhero movie because you know black adam isn't much of a superhero but it is very much a hero's journey kind of film where he's kind of learning to be nice and maybe stick up for people and do you know maybe not kill you know you can you maim beat up whatever else but maybe not kill you know that sort of thing like that uh the introduction of the justice society uh those members we see here uh hawkman dr fate of course played by pierce brosnan adam smasher and cyclone uh actually they are all you know really well done uh no complaints there uh hawkman is basically as he is in the comics very no nonsense you know he's you know he he's too old for this stuff uh he's ready to fight the, the threat and then get back to doing whatever he's back, you know, doing. So, you know, they really got the, you know, that character, a good performance from him. 
I love Pierce Brosnan's Dr. Fate because Dr. Fate's one of my favorite DC characters. Uh, and I've always appreciated the differences between he and Strange. While they're both magic users, uh, Strange is definitely, you know, very present and much more, uh, you know, human down to earth sort of thing like that. Whereas Fate is more kind of like a vessel, you know, for the Lords of Order and sort of thing like that. So basically, you know, they kind of get it right where he basically come, becomes kind of possessed when it comes time to do his thing, uh, especially when he's in mask and whatever else. Uh, they get kind of his power sets right. They get the fact that he's uh, very much into, you know, primitive, you know, future premonitions and sees a lot of that stuff. And kind of that's what guides him and sometimes guides the Justice Society. So they get all that stuff right. Uh, they get, you know, basically, you know, the, the power comes from the helmet. It's not from here. You know, so I mean, so the, everything about these characters, uh, they do a really good job of kind of introducing boiling them down very to their you know core roots and then you kind of see them throughout the movie do their thing like okay they got that right and whatever else so but again you know it's not too much of a distraction or too you know bogging you down too much while you're still trying to watch black adam and his journey uh we do of course get a couple other human characters uh the mother and son uh of course are kind of you know caught up into this whole thing here uh the mother who's uh ariana tomaz you know, ends up kind of unearthing Black Adam, essentially bringing him into the modern day. Uh, but, uh, you know, fans who are also linked to DC know that eventually she becomes Isis. Uh, and she's actually still wearing a necklace that has a bit of Ethereum in it. It's not made entirely of Ethereum, but there's like a big chunk of it in there. And it's so funny that there's so many times they're talking about Ethereum and you see it in the movie and being used and whatever else. And she's wearing a bit of it around her neck the whole time and it doesn't do anything or she never taps into it. But again, this is probably coming for later. But yeah, so they, they planted that seed there. Uh, another cool thing they did is we get to see Amanda Waller pop up or basically it didn't seem like she was in charge of the Justice Society, but perhaps they're in league with each other and kind of like she helps maybe you know, direct traffic a little bit, you know, where they're going for next mission, sort of thing like that. But it doesn't seem like Hawkman, uh, as the leader for the Justice Society, was beholden to her. But definitely seemed like there was a working relationship, sort of thing like that, uh, I guess, in the absence of the Justice League, maybe. Uh, and definitely, we have united, officially, the Snyderverse and the James Gunnverse together, because, you know, of course, Amanda Waller popped up in both halves, uh, the same actress has portrayed her, uh, you know, throughout all the other, you know, films anytime we've seen her, which is great. Uh, but then also uh, Jennifer Hart or uh, Jennifer Holland pops up, who played Harcourt uh, in uh, the last Suicide Squad movie and in the Peacemaker series. She pops up in the Bell Rev scene. So she's definitely gunverse because she wasn't in, you know, any of the Snyder stuff. So. Uh, and of course, the big, you know, like I said, the, the big spoilers, you know, that we know, you know, and the one cut scene that we have in the movie, we see Henry Cavill as Superman. That's not, a, it, we, you think they're going to tease us, and then you hear him talk, and then he steps out of the shadows, and yeah, Henry is in the suit. And basically, that little scene ends with a face off between he and Black Adam, setting us up for a potential conflict. So, because uh, the interesting thing is they always kind of kept teasing the, oh, Black Adam is the most powerful being on Earth, uh, but he's not the most powerful being in the universe. So, uh, and, you know, so like I said, they, they, they 
set up for maybe, I don't know, that it's still kind of, you know, there's still a lot of questions because Waller is again behind the fact that he's face to face with Superman. Uh, but it doesn't seem like perhaps she was, you know, connected to the Justice League. I don't know. So, oh, uh, Dave's saying the big question is, does Henry Cavill have a mustache? N- no, he did not have a mustache in <laughs> this movie. Uh, it looked like he had shaved. There was no CGI involved. So that's that was good news there. <laughs> uh, good one, Dave. I love that one. <laughs> yeah, if you guys haven't noticed um, in the uh, Justice League movie, even in the theatrical cut, but you also notice it uh, more in the Snyder cut, is that... Uh, at the time that Justice League was being done, Henry was also in a couple other roles. Uh, he was involved in a Mission Impossible film where he had this big burly mustache, and they had to come back and do some reshoots uh, while he was doing Mission Impossible. So basically, he had the mustache, had to come back and be Superman for a little bit, and uh, they're like, well, instead of basically just getting him to shave or getting to wait for after Mission Impossible is done. They just, oh, we'll just CGI the mustache out. And it looks obvious, folks. That's We've seen a lot of great CGI work over the years and seeing how it evolved, but this one, not so much. It looks like his upper lip has made a silly putty. <laughs> uh, anytime you get a close-up, it's like, ugh, just, it's glaring right at you. You know, it's like you can just see it you know, underneath. So, yeah, anyway, I digress. Uh, but yeah, so again, I just I, I really enjoyed the film, and there's the very seamless blending of the universes. Uh, and of course, like I said, you know, earlier in the show, here as we learned a few days ago, that James Gunn is now in charge of the DCU. As you know, the film goes, he's the, the Kevin Feige of the whole thing. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be very exciting to see where things go from here. Uh, what kind of movies we'll see in the future. We're like, we know we're going to still get Aquaman 2. We still know we're going to have the Flash movie somewhere, somewhere. I don't know. Uh, but, y- you know, either way, those are two things we know are going to happen. From there, it's it's anybody's guess. Uh, there's a lot of questions of what could do. You know, we could bring in some new characters. We can kind of, you know, make a better Superman movie. Uh, which, of course, they're talking about Man of Steel 2. So, yeah, either way, there, there, there's lots of possibilities we can do, lots of questions uh, we can answer here, and lots of wish fulfillment for our fans, uh, which seems to be where, you know, like, The Rock is completely understood. He knew the fans wanted Henry Cavill back uh, as Superman, and there you go. He made it happen. Uh, and then, you know, DC had been listening to the fans saying, you know, we want James Gunn. He was the most popular choice. Uh, when it came to people just picking, you know, people involved in DC, not just bringing someone from the outside or bringing someone new into things. So, yeah, so this, a lot of goodwill has, you know, happened in the last couple of weeks for DC uh, since the merger between uh, Discovery and Warner Brothers. So uh, this is, this is making me feel better. <laughs> so, uh, but of course, we uh, also have the second Shazam film. I didn't need to leave that one out, but yeah, we've still got, you know, three films coming up that are kind of under the old regime, but I think have been altered somewhat, especially Aquaman and uh, The Flash. So, yeah, we will see what happens for the future of the DC Universe here. <laughs> Dave's got one more comment here. The 
Cesar Romero's mustache was hidden better. <laughs> yeah, he's referring to the uh, old Batman 60s TV series, uh, Cesar Romero, who played the Joker. Uh, the man had a mustache, and he had it the entire time for the series, that you know, the, the, the entire series of, of the Batman show, and refused to shave it. And so they covered it up with makeup. And while you can still tell, yes, it was much better uh, covered than Henry Cavill's CGI mustache. So. <laughs> Oh Lord, yeah, that's that was that was some bad stuff there. But you know that that theatrical cut was kind of doomed from the beginning anyway. Once we knew Snyder was leaving it, so but you know everything all kind of worked out. So I've always preached, you know, to a lot of you know younger or kind of you know more impatient people, just preach patience. You know, eventually the stuff will work out if you just wait long enough. You know, I grew up when there were some terrible comic book movies out, and then now we've got great Marvel movies, and we've got some really good DC movies. Uh, hopefully, greatness comes you know later on down the road here. But nonetheless, well, actually, well, no, the, the, the new Batman, I would say, is a great movie. I'm, I'm, I'm sticking behind that one. But nonetheless, though, but you know, good things have come to those who wait, literally, uh, for this kind of stuff. So yes, preach patience on this. Hopefully, you know, we don't have to. Uh, to, you know, weigh in, you know, wait too terribly long here, but yeah. So, uh, and Dave's asking final verdict for Black Adam. I recommend go see it. It's worth checking out. It is fun. Uh, there, it's there's a, not a lot of you know, great you know, there's not a lot of big plot, a lot of stuff to go through. So they do some introductions. You get your origin for Black Adam, and basically, kind of, it's like okay, the really, it's kind of just very basic kind of from there. So uh, it, it's it's a fun for your brain. You don't have to do a lot of thinking, not a lot of confusing time travel, multiverse kind of stuff, whatever else. So it's very cut and dry, that sort of thing like that. But uh, it is fun. It is definitely PG-13. So if you don't want to bring your little ones there, because, you know, he's, he's rough in the beginning of the movie. He gets a little nicer later on. But He's rough in the beginning of the movie, so if you don't want to bring your little ones there, you know, don't you know, recommend that. But yeah, I mean, it's still PG thirteen, so there's not going to be you know dropping f bombs or anything like that. But uh, yeah, like I said just good superhero fun, well done. I didn't really have any complaints with it. I thought the characters uh, introduced were well handled. I was especially worried about Doctor Fate, but Brosnan does a great job. So yeah, I, I you know. Joe Bob says, check it out. And so is George. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's worth seeing. Uh, and of course, it is fun to get that one. Mid, it's, it's just the one mid-credit scene, you know, after you see Henry Cavill and uh, uh, Black Adam have their face off and it cuts, goes back to the credits. That's it. Movie's over. You go home. Uh, but yeah, I, I highly recommend worth checking it out. Uh, it, like I said, it is a lot of fun, especially if you're the you know DC inclined, if you're superhero inclined, worth checking out. Uh, if you like a you're know, better fare for your movies, if you want you, know, you don't want the, the dumb stuff there, okay, you're probably not going to enjoy it. But yeah, it, it's good it's good dumb fun for us. Uh, so yeah, it's worth checking out. And like I said, it's it, it gives me hope for kind of what's to come later on down the pike for DC Universe here. And sports, you know the 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 good news with James Gunn being involved. So yeah, this, it kind of gives me a nice bright spot here, so it's worth seeing. So there you go. Final version of that one there. So, uh, yeah, of course, you know, lots of other good horror movies in theaters right now. Uh, if you guys haven't seen Smile, highly recommend checking that out. It's probably the best horror movie in theaters right now. Um, Barbarian's coming to streaming, I think, maybe this week. They may already be available in streaming, so, or at least uh, available to rent, uh, maybe not on Netflix or anything like that. 
But uh, that one's worth checking out. The less you know about that, the better going into it because it's got some nice twists and turns to it. Uh, but yeah, highest recommendation goes to Smile. Uh, Halloween Ends. Mm, it was fun. There was some good stuff, but they took some interesting paths down. And I don't know. It's hardcore fans would be kind of disappointed because basically it's like, how do you do a Michael Myers movie that's about Michael Myers, but Michael Myers really is in it? Well, we got the answer. So, yeah, you can do a Halloween movie that doesn't have Michael Myers. It isn't about Michael Myers. We call that Halloween Three: Season of the Witch. Some love it, some hate it. Then you know, take it, from, take it, or leave it, whatever you want there. But this one was interesting because, yeah, we're literally doing a Michael Myers Halloween movie that Mikey isn't in it too much. So, yeah, so he he got a lot of fun in Halloween ends, but didn't have so much or in kills, but you know, not so much of this one. But again, some interesting, there's a lot of discussion about this one here. And I'm, I'm welcome to hearing a lot of it as well from you guys. You know, see what you all thought of it, if you all get to see it or not. So, but yeah, it's it's unique. <laughs> uh, but again, uh, more and more time this weekend. Check out Creature Feature over in Shepherdsville, the Paraquat Springs Center. That's Saturday and Sunday, 10 to 5, 10 to 3. Uh, 15 bucks gets you in the door there. So if you like your mini cons, and I do, it's a nice little convention there. Uh, and of course, the first ever E-Town Con at the Pritchard Center here in Elizabethtown. That's 10 to 5 on Saturday only. Uh, guest of honor, Sam De La Rosa, for Venom fans out there. So yeah, all kinds of good stuff. And of course, later on that night, Party down to the Three Decade Arcade for the Halloween party. Uh, get your Splatterhouse uh, fingers uh, warmed up there because, uh, you know, though I'm emceeing the event, maybe I'll take, you know, maybe I'll play a game, just kind of, you know, show the kids how it's done because Splatterhouse is one of my favorite games. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, so you guys have yourselves a wonderful weekend. Uh, go check out Black Adam. Go check out some good, fun Halloween stuff there uh, or, you know, check out some cons this weekend. So lots of good things to do. So you guys have yourselves a wonderful weekend and I'll see you next time.